Welcome to the Nutritionista podcast, your new health and wellness resource made for women like you who are constantly on the go 24-7, chasing your dreams or just chasing your children or even those of us who manage to do both. This podcast is dedicated to helping you achieve your ideal level of health and happiness. We break down everything from nutrition, hormones, relationships, business, and travel to manifestation and wellness. If you're ready to start evolving into your best possible future self, the one that effortlessly attracts success, fulfillment, and happiness into their lives, listen up. You're in the perfect place, and it's time to start living like this version of yourself right now. The show must begin. Let's do this. Welcome back to another awesome episode of our podcast. I'm so excited for today. Today, we're going to dive deep into the world of fitness and nutrition. Today's topic is something that often ends up in my DMs, but we've decided to call this one the dark side of fitspiration. So we'll talk all about how bro science and that shred culture can be super harmful for women's body image and our bodies in general. We're going to discuss how these benefits can harm your fitness goals and why some commonly marketed products like pre-workout supplements can be an absolute waste of money. In today's episode, we'll be discussing how women are not small men when it comes to our complex biochemistry, our hormones, weight loss, and our general gym ability. Despite these differences, many fitness and nutrition advice is so geared towards men, but they're pushed in the faces of women on the daily. Now, us women might have a much harder time losing weight in comparison to men and the dangers of crash diets and rapid weight loss are often geared towards us. There are several reasons why women may have a harder time losing weight than men and we're going to dive into that. But one major factor is that women typically have a higher body fat percentage than men and we absolutely need this. This means that at rest, we burn fewer calories, which can make it harder to create that calorie deficit that you'll hear getting pushed all across socials. And that calorie deficit through diet alone is almost impossibly hard. Additionally, women's bodies are designed to hold on to fat as a source of energy for pregnancy and breastfeeding. No matter what age and stage we're at, that's our body's biochemical main aim. And that can make it much harder to lose weight. Yeah, you're so right, Megan. Honestly, I find like crash diets and that rapid weight loss can be so dangerous for women. When women lose weight too quickly, they experience things like hormonal imbalances, nutrient deficiencies, and even long-term metabolic damage. And I don't think we get this message across enough. It, you know, it can make it harder to lose weight, obviously in the future, and can lead to a host of other health problems down the line, such as bone loss, reproductive issues, and weakened immune function. And it's something that we just don't talk about enough. Um, It's so important for women to approach weight loss in a slow and steady manner and to focus on creating a sustainable lifestyle that includes healthy eating habits and regular exercise. You know, like our women's body composition can affect the ability to build muscle and perform certain exercises. So, As women, we typically have less muscle mass than men, which means that they have a harder time 
you know, we have a harder time building strength and performing exercises that require upper body strength, such as pull-ups, push-ups, and things like that. And additionally, women may also be more prone to certain injuries, such as ACL tears due to differences in muscle activation patterns and joint structure. Yeah. However, it's so important to note that women can still build muscle and improve their strength with regular resistance training. Women should focus on exercises that target all major muscle groups and should gradually increase the weight and intensity of their workouts over time. It's really important for women to listen to their bodies and modify exercises as needed to prevent injury, something we probably both know about. (laughs) Um, It's so important that individualized nutrition and exercise plans take into account the women's specific needs and goals. So it's just so very important for women to have individualized nutrition that take into account everything you need. And it's like, I find generic ones, do you, Meg? Like you don't, I've done F45 and I've done a few other gyms. It's not personalized whatsoever. Not at all. But um, no, exactly. But you know, women go through pregnancy and breastfeeding and things like that. So we also have different goals when it comes to fitness and weight loss. So it's really important for women to work with a qualified nutritionist or sports nutritionist or dietitian to develop a healthy eating plan that provides all the necessary nutrients for their specific needs. Yeah. And then adding into that, there's extra layers like us women technically are, have all the layers on top. So we deal with women every day that have, for example, polycystic ovarian syndrome, my hand to some can lose weight super easy and others just can struggle they can work 10 times harder and lose a tiny fraction of what others may so it's so easy for us to compare ourselves to others but obviously sit there with the struggle and wonder why certain things aren't working and we take it all so personally it's like we've done something wrong when we absolutely haven't so so true I know I like to always stress to people too that you need to work with someone qualified when it comes to this, sometimes in a group training facility. So we're talking like the BFTs and the F45s. Well, they're amazing and can mm. have great results for some. And that's, I think, a bit of how some of us get caught into it. We see the before and afters and we want that. And that's totally fine. However, keep in mind that it's a group scenario. So unless you're working one-on-one, with a qualified personal trainer or an exercise physiologist, for example, for that extra layer, it's really hard to get into those safe and effective programs that train your unique body comp, your fitness levels and your goals. So I always like to stress here the staying in your lane. So for those that don't know me, I have been a personal trainer since 2009 it seems so very long ago back in like biggest loser days that's when everything was going on but the more I learned after that obviously went on to do my nutrition grad and post-grad there's so much more that I thought I knew back then that I so didn't know and it's what we were taught as PTs that just wasn't correct and so generalized. So I really like to stress the staying in your lane. If you do have a personal trainer that is throwing meal plans at you, maybe listen to that sound in your gut or that alarm that sometimes goes off that, is that individualized to you? No, you can go and buy a women's health magazine and I guarantee they've got a food, a meal plan in there too with certain foods, but do they work for you? Maybe, maybe not. So hence why I stress working one-on-one with someone they might know exercise in and out but do they know your individual biochemistry and nutrition possibly not now 
with a personalized nutrition and exercise plan underway, women can optimize their health and fitness and achieve their goals in a safe and sustainable way. It's so true, isn't it? Like I, I'm obviously not a, a personal trainer, but I'm a physio based Pilates instructor. And I definitely have the same approach as you. Like it's just staying in your own lane, you know, and other sort of unsolicited advice. I, I also hear sort of on the grapevine is like talking about pre-workout supplements. Um, you hear so much gym chatter about, you know, these pre-workouts and things like that. And I just like, they are marketed in a way to enhance performance and they contain some ingredients that actually can hinder your progress, which is something I think people aren't talking about. Um, they can also contain things like stimulants and, and additives that might be harmful to your body in long term. Like, do you have high blood pressure? Should you be taking this much caffeine? Do you know what I mean? Sort of, there's a lot of sort of gym room chatter about what you should be having. But then, like I mentioned, caffeine is such a common ingredient in a pre-workout supplement. So too much caffeine can cause jitters, anxiety, and lead to a subpar workout. You won't necessarily feel it at the time, but your mind will be racing 100 miles an hour to really notice. And this can make it difficult to perform exercises correctly and can also increase the risk of injury. Yeah. And can you understand what's on that label? <laughs> That's a big one too. Where yeah. It's sold to people and it's marketing for a reason their marketing works and their labels say certain things and this guy at the gym and he's so buff and he takes this so I should take this but it's yeah we I feel like we need to stop that right there so not only can pre-workout supplements be a total waste of money like have you seen the price of them some of them are like over a hundred yeah it's just insane it's yeah. crap, but they can lead to dependencies on them depending exactly what's in there so instead of relying on supplements we recommend focusing on getting enough sleep, staying hydrated. Are you eating a well-balanced diet to maximize that performance? That's so, yeah, it's the little things that people don't really, you know, you don't sort of hear that gym room chatter, do you? Like, are you sleeping okay? Like, are you stressed? Are you eating well? <laughs> it's just all my, like, what pre-workout are you taking? Are you taking these BCAAs? Like, it's just, it's funny how, like, the, the, the supplements are, like, a popular option for many people who are looking to boost their energy and focus during their workouts. However, these supplements can have some negative effects on the body, particularly when it does come to weight loss efforts. And you'd know all about this being a biochemist. Yeah, so exactly. Biochemically, pre-workout supplements work by increasing the blood flow to the muscle, so it's speeding everything up and opening it up. And this enhances the release of certain neurotransmitters in the brain. So it can give you a temporary boost of energy and focus during your workout. But like all other things that go up, it must come down. It can lead to a huge crash once the effects wear off. Hello, three o'clock craving for whatever you feel like. Mm -hmm. On top of that, those supplements often cause dehydration. So are you drinking coffee? Are you reaching for stimulants after the fact too? I know I've seen people with cans of Red Bull in their hands and you just yeah, you wonder why and you can see a clearer picture. And it's these that can further hinder that weight loss effort by impairing the body's ability to continually burn fat. Yeah, you know, that's so true. And I always say to my patients, instead of relying on pre-workout supplements, it's far better to focus on natural foods that can provide sustained energy and focus throughout your workout. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites is bananas. They're such a great source of natural energy. They contain carbohydrates, potassium, and other important nutrients that help fuel your body during the exercise. And other foods that can provide natural energy and focus include things like whole grains, fruits, and vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, basically things that are going to 
help boost those electrolytes. Like you said, the potassium in the bananas, and I think that's kind yeah. of an underrated food when people are thinking about pre-workout snacks. They might have heard that it's a great pre, pre-workout snack, but understanding why and what nutrients kind of do. So, yes, electrolytes, huge plus, a huge plus. Now, on to counting macros. So it's another big thing that I hear about a lot, and it's just macros, macros. But tracking the amount of protein, carbs, and fats in your diet has become such a hugely popular approach within gym culture and that approach can be helpful for some but it can be harmful for others and in certain situations so it can be harmful by promoting an unhealthy relationship with food so intuitive eating this kind of goes absolutely against that grain it can become obsessive you can become preoccupied with how to eat and when to eat and all the things it can also be time consuming and hugely stressful. So I know some live on my fitness pal, but Oh yeah, yeah, that one. Apps like my fitness pal, you have to log each and every food that you eat and it can just take the joy out of eating and it removes that intuitive eating approach going in there. It doesn't always mean it's a sustainable thing, so it might work in the short term, but maintaining that over the long term, 16, 18 months, like it can be way too hard and challenging for most people and it might not even be necessary for you. So if you've just joined the local gym and they might be doing a weight loss challenge or a fitness challenge, it can be great, but prefer to focus on eating a balanced diet that's adding things in rather than removing things out and meeting this bigger macro picture. And my biggest point that I like to stress to everyone is it can and often does lead to nutrient deficiencies. So focusing solely on those, solely on those big macro rations it causes everyone to overlook the micro. So the micronutrients like the vitamins and minerals, which are essential for overall health and well-being. So there's certain things that we're missing if we're eating the same foods time and time again, instead of having that varied colorful diet and getting all of those awesome antioxidants and so forth in there. That's so true, you know. And the other thing, in addition to eating a healthy, balanced diet, it's so important to stay hydrated, not only during your workout, but before and after as well. Because a lot of people I know only drink when they're at the gym, but it's so important to sort of, you know, drinking water and other hydrogen like beverages, even coconut water, if you don't like um, water or sports drink, can help prevent dehydration and just help keep your body functioning properly as well during exercise. Yeah. And I, I do like to stress though downing a Gatorade after just a basic session is kind of a little bit counterintuitive but yeah understanding when those are actually needed but yeah coconut water is an amazing electrolyte and you can feel so much better so quickly if you have a really sweaty weight session like go for it another important factor is to consider your menstrual cycle because as i said women are not just small men men operate on a 24-hour cycle it's wake and sleep and repeat as we know us women we operate on a anywhere from a 25 to 35 day cycle which is our menstrual cycle so our energy levels hunger exercise performance all of these are hugely changing during the month where our hormone levels fluctuate so they're going to go up and they're going to go down so during the follicular phase for example which occurs in the sooner first half of the cycle the estrogen levels are high and we may feel so much more energetic and have an easier time building muscle and getting to the gym but during that luteal phase which occurs in that second half of the cycle progesterone levels rise 
And women may often find they're more hungry and fatigued and it can make it harder to stick to that strict diet or exercise routine and we might start restricting certain foods when we really shouldn't be. That's so true. And not to also forget my fellow menopausal women, um, as we age, as women, as we age, our hormone levels change yet again during menopause and perimenopause. So our estrogen levels drop, which can lead to changes in metabolism and body composition. Um, women may experience weight gain, particularly in the abdominal area, and have a harder time maintaining muscle mass. Yeah. And speaking of weight loss, I always like to talk about why women have a harder time losing that weight than men. So as we mentioned before, we have a higher body fat percentage than men. So they're burning way more calories than we are throughout the day, which is often infuriating. So if having mm-hmm. did the same gym challenge, he's going to start dropping real fast and I'm going to look at him like I don't like him very much. It's just frustrating, but biochemically that's the way it is. Then we as women are faced with things like crash diets and just look at socials. Like the second you start scrolling, stuff's going to pop up and it shoves it in your face. Crash diets, rapid weight loss, marketing, selling things to us. There's even hormone pills out there that promise X, Y, and Z. And they're absolutely just disastrous for women. They often lead to nutrient deficiencies themselves, further hormone imbalances, and even longer term metabolic damage. And while we're on that topic of diets, I just want to discuss to, as we mentioned before, meal plans from personal trainers. While it might seem a good idea to get a customized meal plan, and even some have certain certifications behind them for meal plans, but they are not not individualized. And to stress to you, like you're talking bachelor's level of education before you can start making individualized, personalized recommendations. So if they're doing so, it doesn't fit the picture. Otherwise, many personal trainers use generic plans and they really don't take into account an individual's specific needs and preferences. Like I mentioned before, do you have polycystic ovarian syndrome? Have you had your bloods checked? What's your iron doing? How are you sleeping? Like are your kids driving you mad? What's your stress tolerance at right now? There's just so much that goes into that. It's so true because I know when we put meal plans together, it's almost a scientific equation to get everything balanced and right. And it's not just like, oh, we need to have this much protein. It's like, are they getting enough B vitamins to counteract their stress, you know, levels and things like that? Like it is, it, it literally is a science to put together a meal plan. And I find these gym-based ones, they're, they're generic, but they can also be so restrictive and unsustainable. So instead of following a rigid meal plan, we really recommend following and focusing on intuitive eating and making healthy choices that work with your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Now, this is also an art to develop as well. And we'll talk about this later on in other podcasts, but While meal plans from personal trainers may be macro balanced, they often lack variety and lead to nutritional deficiencies. So to the typical chicken and broccoli bro science-based meal plan, maybe low in essential vitamins and minerals such as fiber. So the lack of fiber can lead to digestive issues such as constipation. And then that can then increase bloating, pain, and in some extreme cases, even lead to hospitalization. So the inclusion of fiber is so important for overall health. Some people don't really understand low fiber, but a really good example is carbohydrate restricting, such as the keto approach, as we do see in many fast shred meal plans. 
Healthy fats. Healthy fats are so essential for many bodily functions, including hormone production and brain function. So a diet too low in healthy fats can lead to fatigue, decreased brain function and hormonal imbalances. And we've probably all heard of low fat diets. They were all the rage, I think in the nineties and things like that. And people are scared of fat these days. I don't like understand why. The other thing people are scared of is complex carbohydrates. Like while low-carb diets have been really popular in recent years, um, complex carbohydrates provide our bodies with energy and are really essential for things like brain function. So a diet, a low-carb diet can lead to low energy levels, brain fog, and poor exercise performance. Yep. The other massive one, the lack of micronutrients, as you mentioned before, the essential vitamins and minerals such as iron, calcium, vitamin D are so necessary for many bodily functions, including bone health and immune function. So a lack of these micronutrients can lead to anemia, weak bones, and a weak immune system. Yeah. So like bulk meal prepping may seem like a really good kind of easy way out, but in the long term, I, you know, it can really have sort of long-term health implications. And, and I find it really funny. So some, I'm sure you've seen the same. You have some women that come in and they're doing low carb or keto or whatever it is, and that's fine, but their fats aren't optimized either. Mm. So they might be getting it from poorer sources. Yeah. And I have so many women um, bloating and all the rest of it, and they, they think it's hormones, but chances are when you do look at diet, sometimes it is just an easy fix that they're not getting adequate diet because they're having a really low carb diet. So therefore the fiber is not there and it can just lead to this never ending ball of wool that just keeps, yeah, the problems just coming unfortunately until you do fix that root cause of deficiencies going on. So meal plans can be restrictive and unsustainable. For some, they might work and be great. So eating the same foods day in and day out can not only lead to boredom or binge eating or giving up on the meal plan and feeling like we fail as a human altogether. So instead of following a rigid meal plan, it's best to focus on making those healthy choices that work for your lifestyle and incorporate a variety of nutrient-dense foods in your diet. Despite these differences, many fitness and nutrition advice is still geared towards men, ignoring the unique needs and challenges that are faced by women. It's important for women to understand their own bodies and to seek out support and personalized exercise plans that take into account their specific needs and goals. That's so true, Megan. Well, that's the end of this episode. And we really hope that you found this podcast really informative and helpful. And we look forward to exploring more topics related to women's health and fitness in future episodes. So that's it for today. Uh, Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. 